All right, and welcome to this very first edition of the EPB broadcast. This is serial number one. We're going to go by serial numbers because we're, we don't want to do episodes. We, this is going to be some epic shit that we got. So kind of like back in the day when, when those old DJ Paul and, and Juicy J tape with the white labels, we used to call them in Memphis, used to come out. They used to be serial numbers because after a while, one volume would be so classic they were like all right we're gonna do a volume and then we're gonna do a serial number so that's how we're gonna do this anyway my name is uh joel jackson i'm gonna use my whole government name because i love stalkers you can follow me on twitter you can follow me on twitter and instagram at boomer four five six eight uh also if you still use aol yahoo messenger you can follow me there too uh we are the epb broadcast where Four of us, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we're all from Memphis. I live in Houston now, but uh, we all are from Memphis. We all went to the same high school. Uh, all have a lot of shared experiences. and We've been friends, so we decided to go ahead and get together and do a little podcast. Um, hopefully, we can get y'all entertained and uh, just kind of have some fun. You know, we're going to take some serious topics. We're going to chop it up a little bit, screw it, and... and do it like we do it so because lord knows we cut up on twitter so we figure since we're cutting up on twitter and back in the day facebook and you know a little bit of myspace but not too much of myspace but since we're cutting it up on social media we can go ahead and bring it in so yeah thank you for everybody that's listening in and tuning in to this first uh the serial number we got number one hopefully you'll come back for serial number two uh, hopefully we can get our Hopefully we can get our times together because, you know, we ain't going to talk about that on air. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, thank you for listening in. Uh, we know you guys have a lot of choices when it comes to listening to podcasts. We do appreciate you listening to ours. And like I said, I hope you come back. All right. So, uh, so I've introduced myself. We're going to swing it over to the guy who I guess kind of put all this together. Um, you know, had the had the vision and the wherewithal. Uh, my boy Ted, I've been knowing Ted since uh, nineteen or whatever, and um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a long ass time. So Ted, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, introduce yourself to everybody, and then just kind of talk about how we uh, got this together. What up, everybody? This is Ted, and I'm not going by my government name because I had a talk last year, and that shit is for the birds. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> I forgot this one day. Police reports, man. Missing work, man. Oh wow! Dang for real, man. Fake Facebook pages. It was all. Oh, yeah, man. That shit was real, but I'm Ted. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at. Well, I guess I can't tell you my Instagram because it's got my real name, so scratch that. But you can follow me. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Eclectic1914, that's E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C, 1914. Um, and uh, just a little bit about how we got this thing started. About uh, three weeks ago, I had a dream. It's really weird. I had a dream that all four of us were doing a podcast. And um, it just kind of stemmed from the fact that we're always on Twitter. We're always cracking up and just, just acting stupid. But we also talk about a lot of serious things. And, you know, we have really good quality conversations. So uh, I had this dream that we had a podcast. And so I woke up the next morning and I got on Twitter and I sent Brid Bridget a message, which is, you'll meet Bridget next, but I sent her a message and I told her, I said, 
I had a dream last night that we had a podcast, man. I said, I think that shit would be amazing if we got together and just started one. And she was like, she was down. So we sent the message out. Everybody was down for it. I had a, I ordered my microphone like two days later. Everybody else got their equipment. I got on the internet, figured out how to do this shit. And uh, right now, we're making it happen. So, you know, I'm excited about what, what the future may bring with this here podcast. I think it's going to be really, really good. But uh, I'm going to swing it over to Bridget. Um, I've been doing Bridget since uh, we met in high school, but uh, we also went to college together. Um, the funny thing is, I knew Bridget in high school and college, but I never knew how fucking retarded Bridget was until I got into it. She's a damn fool. So um, I'm going to swing it over to Bridget. Everybody, go ahead. Don't believe Ted. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice young lady. I'm a God-fearing woman. I just like to chill. Don't believe him. I'm not retarded. See, he's a fist ratchet. That's what it oh, is. Is it a fist ratchet? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm Bridget. Um, I am BGRS on Twitter. I'm also BGRS on Instagram. Um, my Instagram page is locked for a reason because I don't want stranger danger ass niggas following me. So um, <laughs> you can try to follow me there. I may let you follow me. I don't know. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, Ted hit me up about doing a podcast. I was like, this nigga is really dreaming about doing a podcast. Where did it come from? <clears throat> so we're here after several weeks later and 45 minutes of technical difficulties. We're here. So we're good. Um, and I'll swing it over to, last but not least, of course not, our Miss Beige Boo. I don't know what you're gonna call yourself, so I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go by Nisha. So okay. cool. Nisha, um, I am rarely on Twitter now because I go to grad school, and grad school sucks. But uh, <laughs> when I am on Twitter, you can catch me at Beige Supreme, and you can follow me on Instagram at Beige Supreme because I'm beige and wonderful and the best. So. That's about it. I'm not as silly as everyone else. I just, I am very, I'm shady. I, I was not finished, but I am shady as hell. So <laughs> shade works. The shade works. And it could be because I'm lacking melanin that I have to, you know, be shady. So it works. That's me. <laughs> All right. So. All right, so now that uh, Shay Supreme has chimed in, we're going to go ahead and keep this to a break so we can catch up on our last because we sound kind of like Tom Jordan's show now. So we're going to catch this <laughs> while we're laughing. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to catch this first break, and we're going to kick it back, and we're going to get into a real hot topic, uh, like a really controversial topic uh, that's been going on for the past past week week and a half now and uh we're gonna chop it up a little bit and get into it and you know we're gonna have some laughs we're gonna you know maybe share some tears or you know curse or whatever else we feel like doing but stay tuned we're gonna kick it right back right after this but at the end of the paper chase whatever you had will be erased i see him in the back and if you count up they chatter talking loud smoking hate making clouds getting ready for the crowd i think i know one i remember you oh yes i do trying to high side on me and my crew but ain't no love lost boo what time the club 
clothes at three. What's up, you coming with me? We can smoke up mad trees after you get up off your knees. You want some cheese? Ho, please, tricks don't stay at the swab house. Hoes around my nuts like gnats. Real dogs don't pay for cats. That's for real, baby. Recognize and show me love. Dig that shit. Show love. In the glow, show love Shaking that ass in the club, nigga, what up? Hoes with no clothes, show love Shaking that ass in the club, nigga, what up? All right, so welcome back. Uh, now that you, you've gone through our shenanigans in the intro segment, uh, we're going to call this segment, this This is our first segment, and kind of like, kind of like the view except we don't have a dipsy-ass raven with us. Um, we're, this is going to be how they have their hot topic. We're going to call this the barbecue pit. You know, when you go in Memphis, one of the first things that you know pe- people associate Memphis with besides music is barbecue. So, you know, you ride down to Elvis Presley, there's a couple of barbecue joints down. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to take this topic, and every week we're going to have a real hot topic. You know, we're going to roast it, we're going to smoke it, we're going to sauce it, and serve it up on the plate. You know, sometimes it might be chicken, sometimes it might be shoulder, sometimes it might be pig snout. But either way, we're going we're gonna to roast it and make sure it's good and seasoned for you. So, first topic the, for the in the barbecue pit, or I guess the topic in the barbecue pit that we got is the Confederate flag. Um, mm. Been controversial for, really, since forever since it was first established but uh, especially in the first, in the last week and a half with everything that happened in Charleston uh, South Carolina uh, I mean I can remember even years ago you know the NCAA had a thing that said that as long as the flag flew in uh, South Carolina over the state capital that they wouldn't have any uh, championship games hosted there uh, the NCAA so anything from like baseball or basketball or whatever I mean, it's been a to- hot topic for a while, but, you know, the Confederate flag in general is one of those things that, you know, can, can divide <coughs> opinions quickly uh, between races. Um, you know, certainly, you know, with us growing up in Memphis and, and, you know, growing up in the South or living in the South, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, unfortunately, we're around. So, um, guys, let's go ahead and kick, kick it around. Like, when you first see the Confederate flag, like what are your what are your initial feelings about it? I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to stay away from him. It's my first. Exactly. Uh, my thing is, uh, so my mom grew up in Oxford, Mississippi, and um, if anybody knows anything about Oxford, Mississippi, it's home of Ole Miss, the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, so growing up. I mean, you saw the flag everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. It was on hats, on cars, on front tags. It was everywhere. And, you know, as a child, you really don't understand what that flag means. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you know anything about Oxford, it's one of the most racist cities in Mississippi. Uh, It's it's the epitome of what Jim Crow South was, you know, back then. And a lot of people still hold on to that mentality. And and that's one of the reasons they hold on to the flag. Now, what I feel about the flag, I think, uh, is... It's kind of different for most folks. Of course, I hate it like all black people, most black people hate it. But um, when we talk about the removal removal of the flag, I feel kind of differently about it. And I'll explain why. But, um, you know, I know what that flag symbolizes. And uh, again, I hate that motherfucker. But when we think about what we want in this, in, in this country and we seek equality and we want an even playing field and we live by this idea of the I feel like 
You know, it should have been some kind of vote amongst each state to determine whether to take the flag down or not. It shouldn't have just been, this flag is bad, let's just take it down. Because like me and Anisha talked about this earlier, but removing the flag, it's not removing racism. It's actually only fueling their fire. It's making them more pissed off. So you you move you removing the flag is only gonna increase the amount of racism that you see because now they feel like man these niggas taking over everything and shit. And so <clears throat> I feel like before they remove the flag, it should have been like, okay, you know, let's sit down and discuss this. This is this is a democracy. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna have a vote, and after the vote we'll determine whether we need to remove the flag or not. But just up and moving it, again, that's just giving them fuel to be even more pissed off at black people. And, you know, I agree with you to a certain point when you said to like stop and vote. Look at who we have in those seats and who's really going to represent us and be able to, you know, state, well, this is why this symbol is offensive to this culture. This is what this means. This is what this is represented. I don't expect white people to understand. It's like when white people say, well, I don't understand what the big deal is about the flag and why black people are having such a hard time. It's just a flag. Okay. We can talk about a whole lot of just for fucking instances, but you know, that's to me a whole nother topic, a whole nother separate discussion. But removing the flag to me doesn't, it does not help to, you know, the conversation still needs to take place. The conversation needs to be more progressive. Removing symbols, just like I think recently they're trying to move the statues. Like statue wasn't even up for debate in South Carolina. Like they're not removing the statue. So removing the flag, okay, you've removed the flag. What about all symbols of racism? You're not getting rid of everything. So this one thing to, I think, most mostly suppress conversation. That's what I think it is. It's like to suppress the conversation because no one wants to have him. Okay, I removed the flag from you. That's it. You shouldn't have anything else to talk about. Right. And, you know, it was just a few years ago. Uh, I don't remember the exact year. I probably should have did some research on it uh, before. But I remember, I want to say it was like the early 2000s or mid-2000s where you know, Mississippi did have a vote, a, a public vote on whether or not to remove the stars and bars from their flag, their state flag or not. And, and obviously the vote went to keeping it because it's still there to this day. So, um, but to answer your earlier point about Oxford, uh, you know, uh, you guys know, but you know, maybe not everybody, but I went to Ole Miss and that was uh, back in, I went back in April for their spring game. And that was the first time going to Oxford for me since 99 we went to um, we went to go see Ole Miss and Tennessee play down there mm-hmm. and I mean I heard the n-word so many times I swear I thought I was in a NWA concert back when I <laughs> back when, when when Ole Miss and Tennessee played you know the rebel flags were at that time that was when they were first beginning the conversations about not having the rebel flag or the uh, the confederate flag at the at the football games really or Ole Miss sports period you know um, I mean, they still played, you know, the band band came out, still played Dixie, and I mean, it was just, it was just, you know, basically Confederate Central for the longest time. And it was funny because I was, I was excited about going to cover uh, spring football, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I was thinking about what happened back in 99 to me uh, and, and to my friends. But honestly, man, I mean, like, it like it, it's been a culture change really like i didn't see 
I didn't see any rebel flags and I got lost in Oxford so I went to some places where I would expect to see a rebel flag I didn't see any confederate flags there I didn't nobody was playing Dixie the people at Ole Miss were really really nice uh, like I said I got lost a couple of times everybody was helping me to you know, get along my merry way and you know I'm rocking the, the fro and the beard and you know like everybody was just really really helpful so um, now I'm not saying that you know that, that you know racism is, is totally non-existent in Oxford you know I'm not saying that at all but I could say that I've seen a I've seen a culture shift and a little bit of a change uh, you know in in the city of Oxford right. now the state of Mississippi is a story uh, <laughs> you know I mean I've gotten pulled over you know several times you know making the trip between Texas and, and uh, Memphis um, uh, you know, earlier this year, going to when uh, my dad first went into the hospital, uh, you know, I got pulled over for, you know, basically being black with Texas tags. I wasn't speeding or anything like that because I know not to speed when I'm driving the interstate in Mississippi. So, um, you know, cops searched the car, didn't find anything, sent me on my merry way. So, I mean, there's still some, there's still some things to go, some, uh, you know, some, some room to grow. But um, I, I think to Nisha's point, you know. We can't keep just taking taking stuff down, you know, because it's, I mean, stuff shouldn't be up in the first place. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, where does it end? You know, like even even with the, um, you know, the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, the Dukes of Hazard. You know, we grew up watching the Dukes of Hazard. You know, Bo and Lou Duke, and you know, like, yeah, they now they you can't even watch the Dukes of Hazard on TV anymore because of the you know the stars and bars on top of the general league. You know, the car is named the General Lee, for God's sakes, you know. So, you know, it's kind of like there's, we do need to address the other, you know, issues besides just the, just the Confederate flag. But, Bridget, what's your, uh, give me some of your thoughts on it. Well, um, I'm, which is very pro-black. I don't like that motherfucker. I'm glad they took it down. But, um, the ceremony that surrounded the flag in South Carolina, um, Columbia, South Carolina, when they t took it down, that really kind of ticked me off how they just show reverence for it. Um, if yeah, you're talk familiar, about that, Bridget, because I didn't, I was working, so I didn't get a chance, but I saw you on Twitter tweeting about it. So kind of talk about like the people who actually didn't see the ceremony. Talk about, uh, just talk about that for a little bit. Well, if you've been under a rock, well, they've been talking about taking down the Confederate flag um, in Columbia, which is the state capital for South Carolina. And um, after 22 days, unfortunately, um, after the shooting that happened at the church, I, ca I can't think of the name of the church. But after the shooting, that, what's the name of it? Emmanuel Amy. Emmanuel It That happened with the nine... Um, African Americans that were shot and killed at Emmanuel AME. Um, Nikki Wallace, the governor of South Carolina, decided that it, it, the Confederate flag should be removed from the Capitol grounds. And 22 days later, it took an uh, act of God for them to finally, de finally decide to take the flag down. So they had a ceremony Friday um, to have the flag removed from the Capitol grounds there and it was a big thing it was on TV um, they had it shown on C-SPAN, CNN, whatever and 15 minutes of reverence of how I mean it took them 15 minutes to take the flag down which was just too long for me take the motherfucker down burn it whatever it's just it was like you have 
if you've ever been to a funeral where a person of armed services dies, they do like a flag ceremony, and then they present the flag to the loved one or the person who passed on. Um, that's kind of like what they did. They, I'm not sure what armed services were there. They were surrounding the flag, but they had them marching in. They removed the flag, they folded it up, then they marched back and gave it to some, I don't want to call him a random white man, I'm sure it was somebody of importance in South Carolina, but then they gave it to him. And I just felt like that was unnecessary. Um, I just feel like it was another way for, to appease these, I don't want to say white, well, to appease these white folks who still wanted their flag to be flown. Um, so that, that just kind of pissed me off. I was just like, why are we giving reverence to a flag that represents basically for all black people, especially Southern black people, hatred. It just represents hatred. So for them to do that, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I didn't get it. I get it, but I just felt like it was unnecessary. It was too much. Yeah. It was just like, take that junk down, burn it. Burn some hot dogs over it, marshmallows, <laughs> fireworks or whatever, and be done with it. Just the whole folding it up and giving it to somebody, and it was just it was it was just too much for me. I think because it was it was like an honorable, you know, way to go for for a symbol that is not honorable or shouldn't be honored. Right. I, I, I definitely understand that. I think one of the things, and I didn't get a chance to see a ceremony, but I saw and someone noted, I think it was Huffington Post or NPR, that the ceremony started late. And I was like, that's just tacky. I said, had it been <laughs> something else, that shit would have been on time. I said, mm, is that a jab? Mm, is that some subtle shade? Right. I think you asked me to correct that. You started late. Why you start late? Who was I running late? Always said, work on time. But. I, what made me think about it is what if the swastika when the Jew, you know, during what if they had a swastika on the flag, on a flag somewhere, would they still be giving reverence and folding it up and doing all this? Hell no, these white people be having a goddamn fit. So why are they still trying to hold on? Yeah, why this is supposed to be uh, a heritage type thing no no it's racist sir don't this is supposed to represent our heritage the heritage of black people being slaves that's what you wanted to represent mm -mm. Uh -uh. take that job yeah, and that kind of and that kind of goes back into the argument where you know you'll hear some uh you know some some people who hold on to you know the confederacy and and you know the you know the whole thing with the confederate flag and you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, it was the it was the war of northern aggression or, you know, it was about states rights. Well, what was the the Civil War? Yeah, it was about states rights, but it was about the states rights to have slavery. Right, it yeah. wasn't about this, you know, the states rights to, you know, wear blue on Mondays and pink on Fridays. You know, it was about <laughs> it was about owning people for manual labor, black That's people right, for manual right. labor. So, you know, so that that portion and I mean, we had a teacher back in the day that you know tried to uh, pull that uh, pull that on us back in, or pull that on my class anyway. And we were like, "Oh no, sir! You know, no, if we we ain't going like this, 
<laughs> talking about some, you know, some states' rights. Yeah, it was states' rights for slavery. You know, those were the rights. So, was this know. a history special joke? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh shit! Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know who. Uh, and you know what? And to defend that, and to defend that teacher, I, I did like the teacher and I liked the class, but he was just wrong on that. Like wrong, 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 and and, and wrong. Like he was, he he was wrong. Like Kobe Bryant trying to pass the ball wrong. You know, like he was just, nah, he, Damn, nah. okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, any last thoughts on the on the Confederate flag? Man, I'm just glad it's gone. Yeah, and I'm glad that they've taken it down. But I also think that it it can start a conversation. Hopefully, white people won't still think that this is supposed to be post-racial and we can no longer have the conversation about race. That still needs to occur. That does. That's my fear that taking down the flag is like, okay, we've done, we did our part, and I'm just hoping that they realize that that's not really it. That's not really how that goes. It's kind of like, okay, we're getting somewhere. We got a whole lot more work to do. It's not just like this and done, you know, one and done. So I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping that white people can identify the fact that they have whiteness or white privilege. That's another thing. Yeah. well, you know, I, I watch I watch Fox News uh, along with MSNBC and CNN and all that just because I'm a news junkie, and I can tell you that they. Well, first off, the fact that you watch Fox News means that you're not a news. Junkie. Well, when well, look, I'm trying to be all you know Renaissance and and versatile and shit. So excuse me. But no, but I, I want to make sure because I am, and I'm not defending Fox News in any way. Lord knows when I'm doing that. But they do, from time to time, bring up subjects that nobody else talks about. Now, of course, it's slanted very heavily to the right and to the conservative movement. But yeah, every blue moon, they'll come up with that, you know, that one story that you'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool, or you know, whatever. And then they go on and they bashing Obama and you know, talking about Benghazi again for the you know millionth time or whatever, and you know, all that good stuff. But um, but I can tell you that as far as the white privilege argument goes, they've had. They've had whole entire segments and, and, and stories devoted to this notion of there is some, no such thing as white privilege. So I can tell you that that argument is not going away anytime soon as long as they're around. So uh, uh, then, of course, and then of course they'll say, you know, when somebody, one of the very few black, strong black people they'll have on there talking about, you know, like, you know, there is a such thing as white privilege or whatever. Then they're drowning out about, you know, what about black on black crime? You know, but. Never mind that Fox doesn't have any, you know, hour-long specials like they do on Benghazi in the middle of the South Side of Chicago talking about black on black crime there either. So, you know, their argument just pops up whenever it's convenient for them. But anyway, so um, I guess that'll wrap it up for this segment. We kind of went a little long, but that's all right. You know, we just want to, you know, get some thoughts out there. Certainly, we want your opinion as well. So definitely hit us up on Twitter. Um, you know, we do have a, a Twitter handle set up for the EPV broadcast as well. So, you know, definitely hit us up. We want your opinion. So, you know, go ahead and, and uh, chime in with y'all's opinion. So, all right, we're going to take that? another. Huh? What is that Twitter name, dude? That, that Twitter name is E. Presley Boulevard. Okay, thank you. E. Presley Boulevard at E. Presley Boulevard. So you can hit us up there. Uh, we're also going to get a voicemail set up too. So we'll let y'all know a little bit about that later on. So 
you want to call in, leave a voicemail on the on the hotline, you can do that too. So don't uh, leave anyway. no freaky shit. Don't leave no freaky shit. Well, I mean, we that's some that's some Twitter after dark type stuff there. So. Uh, Joe yeah. already said he want to stalk us. So. Mm. Right. Well, well, you know, I'm, I, you know, I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say, but anyway, <laughs> we're gonna go back to this to this next break. We'll tune in. We got a, a not unfortunately another heavy topic, but uh, we're gonna try to lighten up the mood up just a little bit. So uh, go eat your Jello pudding pops, and we'll be right back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> battles we fought, whether they mental or physical, or social or spiritual, some backup you got it black from this individual, and black gon' shut up, and let the gangster cut up, I'm from the M to the third, with Taylor baby, so Alright, so welcome back, uh, we just went through the Confederate flag uh, controversy, kind of gave us, gave everybody our opinions about it, our feelings, and um, you know, like I said, it's going to be it's been a controversial topic for a long time. It'll still be a controversial topic. So, um, this next segment, we're going to call this the Mr. Pryor Car Wash. Now, if you're from Memphis, um, <laughs> or been to Memphis, and you drove down to Evers Presley, you know about Mr. Pryor Car Wash. Uh, I mean, they will have everybody from crackheads to, um, you know, like, like you know, aspiring rappers selling their mixtapes to, you know, some of everybody working there. Um, and it'd be funny because you got you got you got MC get busy over there trying to sell his, his tape with the white label to the uh, to the first lady of the church, <laughs> you know. So, but this is going to be kind of a it's a topic that basically what we come up with is going to be something that um, is either either somebody just kind of let their pride and their ego get to them, or it's a topic that you know we just need to just kind of scrub it out, you know, wax it, buff it out a little bit. So. This week, and I hate this, personally I hate this, but it deserves it more than anybody, is um, this week we're going to talk about Mr. Bill Cosby. Um, you know, I don't want to go over the, I don't want to go over what he did, because uh, that's pretty much been meme to death on, on, on social media, uh, and there's been some very funny ones, <laughs> some funny memes about it, but yeah, let, let's just get into it. Um, I guess uh, Bridget, let, let, let's let's start with you. What are your give me your feelings about about Bill Cosby? Uh, Bridget, <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you said somebody that needs to be scrubbed and. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above needs to happen to Mr. Bill. I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm just waiting on Bill Cosby to go to the upper room. I'm just, <laughs> damn. I'm, 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 I'm just overall just, just sad and sickened about uh, the whole thing. But um, the reason why we're talking about it today is um, the 2005 uh, brief that was open i forgot why it was open i didn't need the brief to be open but because i already knew he did it but he admitted to giving women quaaludes quaaludes my nigga like 
Quaaludes is like a tranquilizer. Are you serious? Quaaludes. Niggas fall out from getting Benadryl. He was giving women Quaaludes in the cappuccino machine. Like. <laughs> I mean, I just. There's nothing else that really needs to be said about um, what he has done. He's guilty as hell to me. Um, an article just was released about Camille Cosby saying that the women agreed to what happened to them. They agreed. That was the, the saddest thing. That's the saddest example of standing by your man I have ever seen in my life. I'm like, ma'am, you're going to sit here and insult my intelligence by telling me that women said, oh, yes. Don't mean I can take moods. Like, yeah. completely unconscious so your husband can take advantage of me. And where were you, Camille? Where were exactly. you? Right. Were you adding the sugar and the cream to the cappuccino? <laughs> like, you cannot tell me with all honesty that you are okay with this. Girl, she what been okay with it. This? Apparently. And it's like, you know something is happening. She knew. She knew that her husband won shit. She been knowing, like, so to me, she's just accepting the fact she's accepting their fate. She's going down with the ship with her husband to death to do their part, which I'm sorry. I hope. <laughs> Let me stop. But yeah, I think that I think that one of the things they wanted to try and do is possibly protect his legacy. But I'm thinking to myself, if you have the legacy, don't be doing no trifling ass shit. Right, the legacy like you a Bill Cosby. I, I'm in the 60s and 70s, Bill just had to show up in the room with his dick out. It didn't matter. He didn't have to do what he did. Like, I totally agree. Oh, you I know, mean, it's, it's 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 a power thing. It's all it is. You know, he just has to exude power over these women. It's all it is. Not a fact of having them. He just has to. He has to be in complete dominant control. That's what happens with it. He's a he's a fucking psychopath. Is what he is. Yeah, but you have to knock them out to for them to, you know, like, what kind of power is that? There's got to be some difficult sex. You know, having sex with a lifeless body. That's, that's more sex, then. <laughs> uh, like, that's what I'm saying, because, you know, like. <laughs> you weigh a ton, bro. God damn. Oh my God! No kegels, no nothing. Like, I gotta have like I gotta have some interaction. Like I can't just be, you know, like I if, if I'm, a, I'm, I mean, you're just banging a corpse at that point. I mean, basically like, I that was his percent. thing. That's that that's what he wanted to happen. He uh, it grosses me out just thinking that's, about that's it. Too like, how? That's too much. Why? Why would you do that? But let's talk about the real victims, though. There are two real victims in this. First of all, the real victims are the women. Alright, so let, let's get it out. But the second victims are my nigga Theo, Rudy, and Vanessa. I'm getting no more words. It's a wrap on They pulled the cosmic. Man, them, re- them residual checks gonna be drying up. Stay at the house like no. Why you kidding? Damn. Where Elvin is? Sandra and Elvin gonna be back at the wilderness store. 
Dad is playing in bathrooms in a ba- in in a college in Pennsylvania. Like he fucked all that money up. Damn, Dad is bricky. Damn, you went way back. Damn, 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 Especially with Tempest, because she ain't been in nothing since. Uh, she she had like a little talk show for like a half a year, and that was it. Got about that. Wow. So, at, at least at least at least the album had some steady work. Right. But, but he a jazz musician or something? Yeah, he's yeah, he, he actually a pretty good jazz musician too. And then he had yeah they had that show Malcolm and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was on his Robert Blast album. Yep. He sure was. Look, side note, ladies, follow Malcolm Jamal Warner on the Instagram. You thank me later. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> what about the? I guess let's let's hit this real quick. Uh, while we're talking about Cosby, what about the? Cause we talked about Camille Cosby, but what about all the other you know Cosby apologists that? You know, like the Whoopi Goldbergs and the, and the uh, and, and, and your boy Faith on Love took some some major L's the other day. <laughs> Jill Scott did too. Jill yeah, Jill Scott. Scott. Yep. But you know what? I was done with Cosby, uh, many years ago when he just just over the years, man, he's been really critical of the black community, and it's just like you know, I don't know what it is about people that you know. They, they reach a certain status and they just forget how it is for people. Now they reach a certain age and be honorary as fuck. That is his problem. He old. That's old. I mean, he was just extremely critical of the black community. And, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, every race has their problems. And we as black people, we know, we know what our, our people's problems are. We don't need you to get on TV and broadcast it to all of America, white, and white, black, whatever. You know, we don't need you to get on TV and broadcast it. But... He was just like he would be raped, like rape women, and you know, teen mothers getting pregnant and this, that, and then nigga, you out here raping, taking the pussy though. Come on, man. <laughs> he do all that raping. He drugging them and beating So yeah, I mean, as far as the apologies go, I think Faison Love got pretty much dra- drug on Twitter. <laughs> drug. I didn't mean to use it, but y'all get what I'm. Dragged on Twitter, um, calling people porch monkeys. I'm like, why are you calling folks porch monkeys? You look like you ate a couple of them. Stop, stop it. Like I'd even, and you know, what's funny is I'd even forgot all about Faison Love until all this came out. So you know, he was only in Friday for like you know three or four lines. I forgot it all about Faison Love, and then all of a sudden he just getting drugged on Twitter. I'm gonna use drug hell, but you know, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where where he come up from? You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you talk about respectability uh, politics and Isaiah Washington. I'm like, Isaiah Washington, last time I saw you, you were getting fired from Grey's Anatomy for calling folks gay. You know? But now you're talking about we need to pull our pants up, but you're getting fired from a a couple hundred thousand dollar a week job. But, you know, whatever. You do you, you, boy. But, um... Anyway, any uh, final thoughts on Faison Love or Whoopi or Ditchy Ass Raven or any <laughs> other uh, a Geo Scott find self? Fuck Raven, man. That bitch that crazy. Fuck Ra- Raven. Raven gone, man. She, need, she needs a tabernacle. Like she, <laughs> she gone. 
I really think Raven just says things so she can up send people up into an uproar so people can you know, um, turn into the view which I think needs to die in the graveyard. Fuck the view. This shit, this shit don't matter no more. I think she's one of those. She's she's in that phase when you're in your twenties that you just don't know shit and don't give a fuck that you don't know shit. I just think she gonna have to get red one good ass time and she'll get it together. She'll get it together. I have hope for the underdog. So shit, I hope so. She need to shut up. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So let's let's get away from uh, from rapey or uh, P.O. Cosby, as as they said on Twitter. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna lighten up the mood a little bit, a little bit, all right, bit more. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about one good, one bad, uh, DeAndre in the next segment. So stick around. to the EPB broadcast podcast um you know we're had a, a couple of heavy topics and now we're going to kind of lighten the mood up this is going to be a half and half we're going to call this car toys now back in the day uh, I think they're still around I don't know if they are or not but there was a yeah they are yeah there was a there was a car shop on uh Elvis Presley called car toys where you could go and get some fog lights some bump in your trunk uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that for your car. So, um, you know, we're going to, you also used to get your, back in the day, your old, you know, skinny pimp mix tapes, your old, uh, uh, who else, like Indogen, a little blunt, yeah. your, your Tommy Wright the third. Yeah, all of yeah. those, all those tapes from there back in the day. Yeah. So, um, anyway, this is going to be kind of like a, basically kind of like what we call, what we're going to say, it's kind of like a, like in car toys where you go and you take your car in to get some accessories. This is going to be kind of like a fix your life segment. You know, kind of like one of those where we're going to try to help somebody out. Now, in the future, you know, maybe we can use this space for some, you know, life advice. We're going to, we want to be a life coach. You know, we want to help y'all out too. So, you know, you don't have to go tune into a Yala Van Zandt and her little, I ain't going to go there. You know, you got to tune in for that. You can just tune in to us and we'll, we'll help you out. So, First person we're gonna to try to help out is is DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers slash Mavs slash Clippers. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, you know, he yeah slash slash slash. Like uh, y'all know the story. Pretty much, he got drugged on Twitter this week too and social media. But you know, y'all know the story. He was a free agent with the Clippers. He, you know, agreed to sign with the Mavs. Had a change of heart. Decided he wanted to go back to the Clippers. Um, he had a change of so heart. So let's see if we can. He had a change of heart, and you know, I mean, I, I do 
sports <laughs> I do sports journalism on the side. And so, you know, I know these guys it's not just as easy as, you know, some some people like to think it is. Uh, you know, for guys that basically just uproot themselves and their whole you know, their their whole lives to go and play for another team. Um you know, now this a little bit different than being traded because you, you really do have some control on where you go. You know, he had a lot of teams interested in him. You know, he decided to go, you know, pick between the Mavericks and the Clippers. He thought the Mavericks were a better opportunity. Had a little change of heart. The Clippers swooped swoop right in and, and um, he decided I had to go back to the Clippers again. So let's, let's talk about DeAndre Jordan a little bit. Uh, Ted, your thoughts? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, this, in my opinion, is a clear example of what's wrong with sports today. And not just sports, but just the mentality of people in uh, in our culture, period. So, back in the day, when you gave a man your word, that was it. It's all you had to do. A handshake and you were good. And if you had to go back on your word, you were at least man enough to go back to that person and say, you know what, man? This came up. I really can't even follow through, man. You know, apologize. I hope you can, you can forgive me. And then you shake hands and you move on. So I'm not mad at DeAndre Jordan for, you know, choosing the Mavs and then going back to the Clippers. I'm mad because your whole ass sitting in the house, <laughs> the doors barricaded, and not answering phone calls. Like, nigga, are you 13? Like, Houston is riding around Houston trying to call this nigga and he's not answering phone. Nigga, are you worried that Mark Cuban's gonna come to your house and kick your ass? Like, that, that's silly to me, man. Like, the least you can do is pick up the phone and say, you know what, man? They came back to me. Um, they had a better proposal. You know, I squashed some things with a couple players. You know, I feel good about where, where we're going. So I, and I changed my mind. I think I'm going to stay. That's all you had to do. What is Mark Cuban going to say? No, nigga. I mean, that's all you had to do is pick up the phone. But you in the house, you letting Blake make you look like a bitch because he's on Twitter with pictures of the doors being barricaded, talking about we not letting nobody in. Come on, man. Like, I, that, that was just all wrong. That's a media. Yeah, like people, people can't wait to block it in, and they can't wait to fire your ass up. But um, you know, all this, and I, in my opinion, he's a decent player, but he's not a great player. He can't shoot free throws. He's a liability in, in late game situations. He can't shoot. Charles Barkley, no, not Charles Barkley, but there was a comment on Twitter that somebody said that if you lock DeAndre Jordan up inside the gymnasium overnight and tell him he could dunk, when you wake up in the morning, he'll have six points. Like. Damn. <laughs> the nigga can't shoot. Like, he can't shoot. All, he, all he's good for is dunking. I mean, and when you look at the Clippers as a team, they haven't changed. Uh, they haven't changed the whole lot about who they have. Like, they lost a couple players. You know, we, we uh, got Matt Barnes down here in Memphis. But they replaced Matt with Paul Pierce, who's like 148 years old. Um, and I think they made maybe one more quality pickup, but outside of that, they just got DeAndre Jordan back. Like you got the same exact fucking team from last year, they couldn't get out the first round of the playoffs. So I mean, there, there's all this hoopla, and they paid them eighty four million to take it a free throw. Come on, dog. Like I, I don't get it. Like he, he's he's definitely an important part of the team, but he's replaceable. So, and that's well, and they, they did get out the first round of, of the playoffs. They couldn't get out the second round because they choked against the Rockets. So uh, they had everybody believing down here that the Rockets were going to, you know, go to the NBA Finals. And I'm like, no, the Clippers just choked. <laughs> you know, they were they were up 13 points in, in in Game Six, and you know was was had the series closed out, and they they choked. Part of the reason they choked, DeAndre Jordan couldn't shoot free throws. So 
you know, they they paying this man twenty million dollars a year and he can't shoot free throws. I wish I wish I was seven foot tall and could dunk, but you know, it is what it is. Wasn't my lot in life. So, uh, Bridget, Nisha, y'all thoughts? Shit. <laughs> oh, we got thoughts now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna let Nisha go first. <laughs> damn, damn, shady, shady supreme. Well, I mean, I can Now, I'm not real huge on the NBA, so what I can go by is just kind of what I've read. Like, I don't know his stats. I don't know how well he performed, you know, this past year or this past season. So that is completely irrelevant to me. But the heart of the matter is I'm going to go where the money is. And that was what basically happened because he's from Texas. It would have been like the coolest thing to have the kid come back home, play for the home team. You know, that would have been nice. That would have been kind. But we shouldn't be mad at DeAndre more so than we should be mad at the Clippers front office because what they did is they went underneath, went to him and said, well, hey, this is what we can do to sweeten the pot. I ain't never seen nobody say no to an extra $7 million. I'm sorry. So, I'm... Who are you going to get mad at? So, he should have said, I understand the thing with not wanting to, or he should have came back and told, you know, Mark Cuban and them, oh, you know what, thanks, but no thanks, but you don't really owe nobody that. Not really. That's what you have agents for. That's what you have people for. Those are the people that's supposed to go and do your dirty work. Why he had to be the person to go do it, I don't understand, but if someone's offering me more money, that means more money for my team, more money for me, and I'm already familiar. I'm already here. I already know how this works. So, See no problem with it, but like like I said, I don't you know I didn't know he was a mediocre player. <laughs> and he's not really mediocre. Seven million dollars is a whole lot of money for a mediocre player. I, I don't want to say he's mediocre because, but when you think about how much they're paying him, he is absolutely not worth it. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, okay. But that's but you know Chandler Parsons just signed for fifteen million a year last year. You know he's not worth that money either. But you know that's just part of the. How the NBA is now, these uh, salaries are starting to, you know, get out of, a little bit out of hand for average players at best. You know, DeAndre Jordan. When you look at when you look at the when you look at the West, he's not better than Tim Duncan, not better than Marcus All, not better than Dwight Howard, but he's getting paid more than damn near all of them. You know, so it's just kind of crazy. But uh, what you got, Bridget? I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I think the whole fiasco about how it was followed on Twitter was just kind of getting on my nerves. It was just 24 hours of what is DeAndre Jordan doing now? Like, what is he doing now? What's going on now? It's just like the 24-hour coverage was kind of ridiculous. And for it to all to be he's yeah, going back. Back to the Clippers. I'm just like, okay, well, good for them, I guess. They still gonna lose. Right. You know, because you got uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you got respected NBA beat writers. You know, saying, oh well, you know, they're 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 watching inside out at his house, and I'm like. What the fuck does it matter? I don't give a damn what you watching on TV. Why are you even, why are you even covering it? You know, like like Mark Cuban driving around Houston. You know, with at first of all, I'm like, you know, why are they in Houston? But 
I know DeAndre lives here, but I'm like, you know, Mark Cuban driving in Houston, like he couldn't hire a driver, you know. But whatever, like he, like we got Uber here, you know. So he driving, so he drives around Houston like a jilted lover, and then he clapped back in the morning talking about some. I didn't call anybody to, you know, find out where he lived. I knew where he lived. Yeah, he used to be, I don't know if y'all caught that. Yeah, he clapped back at uh at Chris Broussard, bitch ass. Uh, Chris Broussard. But, but you know, yeah. Chris Broussard always got those uh, fake-ass anonymous sources. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I want to... Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bridget. I said, I was one of, I'm one of Chris Broussard's sources, hell. I could have told him. <laughs> somebody, sir. Yeah, somebody said he, he didn't know where he lived. He knew. Cuban knew where he lived. You know, he just probably was just like, you know, whatever. He, Cuba could have been in Houston for anything. It's not like it's a long drive from Dallas. It's only four hours. So, you know, it, that whole thing was just kind of stupid. So, uh, all right. So, DeAndre Jordan, basically, you know, if you're going to say something, stick with it. You know, don't be wishy-washy. And get back in the gym and shoot some damn free throws. And you, you need to be shooting. You need to be on that on that uh, Pistol Peak plan. Just shoot like 3,000 free throws a day. For the next couple of months. Nice. So anyway, that's you. Now, what about DeAndre Johnson? Now, here's a kid. He's a former Mr. Football in the state of Florida. Uh, quarterback, really good quarterback. Uh, was highly recruited. Decided to go to Florida State. Um, got got a uh, got kicked off the team. Uh, got charges pending for basically hitting a woman in a bar. Um, yeah, they got that on video, so I know we wanted to talk about that too. So let, let's get into Mr. Jo- uh, Mr. DeAndre Johnson here. Yeah. Now, th- this is a person who really needs their life fixed. <laughs> so, so when, when I first heard about it, you know, I, I just shook my head, but you know, I, I couldn't wait to see the video. So when I saw the video, two things came to mind. The first thing that came to mind, I think, the first thing that came to most people's mind was that damn, she hit him first. You know, so you, you know, you, you kind of, you know, you kind of understand. But the second thing that came to my mind was, man, was this nigga raised by a pack of retarded wolves? I mean, this is a nigga. This is a white woman that you're hitting. My what? This, this, this ain't this ain't your baby mama Quisha. This ain't Trina, nigga. This is Becky. Her daddy probably a lawyer. Her mama probably worked for the state. Like this is 2015. And I know we've been talking about, um, you know, the Confederate flag and all this other stuff. And a lot of shit has changed since 1964. We all we all can agree, I'm sure. Um, you know, we voting now. We got a brother in, in, in the White House. But um, of all of these things we've seen change, the one thing that probably will never change is that if a nigga hits a white woman, his life over. Like, when I saw that video, I, the first thing I thought about was, they about to hang your ass. <laughs> Regardless of what she did. You are a black man, and she is a white woman. And not only are you a black man, you are an above, above size average. I mean, above average size black man. You play D one college football. Right. You hitting a woman, man. They finna try to hang your ass. But I mean, I, I just want to know who raises man. Like I know in the heat of the moment, when when she hit him, when she hit him, you know, naturally we all want to swing back. But even for me, if I got hit by a white girl, I might raise my hand, but I'm just gonna have these flashes of images in my head, like Trayvon Martin and Freddie Gray, and man, just all these people who, who fallen before me. And I'm just, I'm not gonna make that move, man. Like, I just know it's not gonna end well. And so, I mean, these, these young cats just, they, they need they need guidance, man. Cause you can't, you cannot be a black man 
You gonna be you gonna be the new Emmett Till is what you gonna be. Yeah, I think so. um, the problem with not just DeAndre Jordan, but just like with the Seminole squad is that they got this elitist mentality because they think they can do whatever the fuck they want to do without no consequences. Mm. So you can go as far back as who was that other kid that was quarterback before then? Yes, dumbass. That's what I call him. See, I forgot his name because he's a dumbass. <laughs> king of making bad ass motherfucking decisions. I mean, every twist and turn, but when you keep slapping folks on the wrist and oh, just you know, stick to the game, stick to the ball. This is where your head needs to be, and not feeding them kids manners. Ethic. Like they don't know any better. Like I looked at the video too, and it, it, I mean, it's a crowded club. I don't know what happened, but I see that that like she bumped, he bumps into her. I don't know if it's intentional. Like you don't know what's going on, but you got a lot of people. You trying to move and get to where you need to go. You know, I've seen other stories saying that she said some racist shit, which I think is a lie. You know, she probably was make, trying to get the dick. I, Becky's do that from time to time. So, but you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, that still doesn't. And then, you know, when you put hands on folks, regardless of who's, you know, if you if you put hands, that means you're ready to throw that. I don't care who you are. If Mother Teresa throws an arm at you and you want checking for Mother Teresa, you gonna be trying to throw hands at Mother Teresa. You, 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 you trying to protect self. But I just think the method and the way in which he went about it was completely gross. Like he didn't have to do that. He could have shook the shit out of. Her. I mean, I just like I said, I don't know. We see this black and white image, but the state's not gonna charge her with anything. Surprise, surprise. Right. <laughs> right. His future is a wrap. He gonna be selling uh, chalupas at Taco Bell. So. <laughs> but they, and I mean, that, you know, they they initially took a scholarship and but they gave it back. But I mean. You know, it, the thing with athletes like that is you get you get this this reputation. So now, like like James Winston, he got this reputation. Like and from that point on, people don't know shit else except what they've heard. Mm-hmm. So now you spend your whole life trying to erase people's thoughts about who you really are based on what they see on TV. So like you you, you already start off on the wrong foot. You got people thinking that you you a woman be right. And on top of that, he's black. He's a black athlete, so he already had a strike against him. He black. To show that you're violent as well, hitting on women. Nah, bro. Women women too, but yes, I was shocked that he he swung on that white girl like that. She was checking for her teeth to be missing. I was like, damn, he hit you that hard? Look, and it's like Nisha said too, like, he can just shook her, but my nigga, he cocked back and hit her with a haymaker. Open hand haymaker, that's what I call it. He cocked back and swung on her. It, like, you, you big as shit. It don't, take, it don't take anything for you to restrain that woman. You just put both hands, put them on her arms, and pick up out of her seat and tell her, bitch, you better calm down. I know you think you're drunk, but you ain't that damn drunk. You're right. Back. But man, he, I mean, he cocked back and swung on her. Like, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. You definitely and we, can't do that. And we talked about this, uh, you know, last week on on the uh, sport co- sports podcast I go on. Uh, you know, shout out to the Rap Show TV dot com. But uh, you know, the one thing I said was there's two things. One, 
there was a bar in Tallahassee because it was a straight bar. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Applebee's or TGI Fridays where you just you know you call in, you, you order to go, and you go to the bar to go pick it up. This was a straight bar. So they let an eighteen-year-old kid into a bar, but that's a whole other subject. But my thing is, is that you know, like I was always taught, never hit a woman under any circumstances. You know, you turn around, you walk away. You know, run if you have to. You know, but you don't, you don't hit them because you know. It, first of all, besides it being wrong, you, you just you don't do it because you'll never be in the right if you do it. So my whole thing is this young man. He's a quarter. He's a dual threat quarterback. If he can't outrun a twenty-one-year-old, five-two white woman in heels, he Florida State got some other issues. <laughs> you know, like he's supposed to be this seasoned athlete. He couldn't just walk, you know, turn around and, and run. You know, like that. Like, what are you? What are you thinking? Like, that's just that whole thing is just she in heels, dog. Like, you know, you can't outrun her in heels. Like how you gonna how you gonna get on the field and outrun a defender from Miami, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Miami's kind of easy to outrun these days anyway. But that ain't the point. The point is, is you know, dude, you you're an athlete. Like you probably run a four four forty. You can't outrun her, you know. So you know that whole thing is is just messed up. But you know, DeAndre Johnson, if you're listening, you know. Tennessee State always believes in second chances, so if things don't work out at Florida State, I'm just saying, you know, come to Nashville, everything will work out. We'll make sure that you're where you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. all the fraternities, they do real good parties, and they have plenty of security, so you ain't got to worry about that situation anymore. I'm just saying. So, Keep anyway. Stop hitting women. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, women. Period. So, and in that, and in Nashville, it really wouldn't go go down too well. <laughs> so, but come to Tennessee State, man. Like seriously, like like seriously, come on, like we can use you. So, anyway, all right. So we're gonna kick into this uh, last. Uh, actually, we got two rivers. Okay, so we got. Oh Lord, I just saw. Looked at the sheet and saw who we got next. All right, we'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> This the Fun Fair Arcade. Now, back in the day at the Southbrook Mall, the Fun Fair Arcade was basically it was it was uh, it was video game central for us. You know, like that was one of the best arcades in the city, probably the best. I mean, some people would say the, the gold mine in, in uh, the Mall of Memphis was, but Fun Fair was one of those places where like you spent quarters, but literally lives would change. Like 
you know, I can remember I can remember Funfair being the first arcade that had the, the big screens with uh, like Street Fighter and Street Fighter Two, NBA Jams, and you know, like all these games. Kids nowadays don't know anything about you know like arcades because they just got Xbox and and PS4. So, you know, for them, arcade is just going to the, to the little virtual store on there and downloading Pac-Man. You know, back then. We used to have to, you know, rig up some some video guys to get some free credits and keep playing. So, um, yeah, so you know, Funfair, and they had they had uh, they, it was actually two different places in in the Southbrook Mall. The first place it was it was like where the mall was. You had the movie theater. The movie theater was split into two different sections. You had the main section, and then you had the secondary section. The first one was right across from the secondary section. And then they moved to a bigger spot, which was right across from the main section of the movie theater. So, you know, of course, there was also the South Road Mall movie theater, which the floors were always sticky, no matter what they did to it for some reason. Uh, the popcorn was always stale, but it was easy to sneak food in. So, you know, but the fun, when they got that bigger location, like Fun Fair, man, was just, it was like, it was literally was like Shangri-La because they had so much more space. They had so many more games, and it was just it was, it was just fun. So we're gonna have a little fun with this one. Um, a young lady that I know Ted and I at one point had crushes on growing up. Um, you know, a young lady who who is definitely a pop in general pop culture. Um, you know, who's kind of falling on some I want to say hard times, but well, fuck it, I'll say it. She's falling on hard times. Um, <laughs> You know her as Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell, uh, Lark Voorhees. So mm. she recently did an interview with her husband, uh, you know, talking about her husband and getting married, you know, all of a sudden to a guy that she met on Facebook. So all you guys out here there that's, you know, uh, hesitant about shooting your shot on social media, this guy married Lark Voorhees from shooting his shot on Facebook. So there, there's a chance. I say there's a good chance. There's a chance to shoot the shot. <laughs> But anyway, so this guy Jimmy, we call him Jimmy Getty Green, is what we call him because he kind of looked like like an old b-boy from North Memphis. But um, you know, she married this guy. You know, he's got a record. He's a felon. Large gangbanger and Large Voorhees is far from from. She's she's not about that life. So I'll just say it like that. So um, anyway, she is clear that she's got some sort of mental illness, mental disorders. Um, and yeah, just the, her physical appearance is far from the, the fine woman she was, and now she looks like she looks like a science project from uh, from mortuary school is what she looks like now. So let's let's talk about Laura Voorhees a little bit. Uh, I'll open it up to anybody. Uh, your initial thoughts. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> that was my initial thought. I just. I just man, I think about Saved by the Bill and like like Jewel said, she was one of the first you know one of the first girls you, you had your TV crush on. And, you know, she was t- taking a, 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 a an excerpt from some old '90s R&B. She was one of the first chicks to make my nature rise. Oh and my god! She was she was just gorgeous, man. Like she had the curly hair, the curly natural hair, and she was pretty. She was the premier fashionista. You know, all the uh, all the guys loved her. You know, everybody just thought she was so beautiful, so perfect. And just to turn around and see her turn out like this, it's just like, damn. Like, 
what happened. Like she she dated Jimmy Green from around the way. We got uh, a tattoo on his neck. Uh, um, I mean, you know, she she just I don't know what to say, man. It's 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 hard to talk about it because I really liked her growing up. That was that was my boo growing up. That, that, that was bad. That was bad. You know, uh, Jesse Jesse Spano had the tall flat ass. Couldn't fuck with her. You know, uh, Kelly when her body was some slaw too. But Lisa was just Lisa was just shit. Did you just say super slow? I did say slaw. If you're not remember, then you know. Can somebody define slaw for me? Because I use that word quite a bit. You're gonna hear it quite a bit in this podcast. I say slaw a lot. It's well, just we, a dropped lot. A, we, we dropped a few mains on this podcast too, but oh, yeah. slaw is basically like in Memphis we used to call like you know like trash or bad or you know what horrible fucked up you know whatever whatever synonym you want to use that that's slaw. Mm-hmm. And then he used super slaw, so you know it's super bad, super yeah, weird. So it's super fucked up. Yeah, Lisa. Poor Lisa. I don't know what to say about Miss Lisa Turtle. She can just looking at that interview. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Um, just looking at that interview she did with Entertainment Tonight. It's just you can tell she was using words that just didn't need to be used. What she say? We are selectively together, like Lisa. What does that mean? What does that mean? Or he's you're selectively together. Either you together or you ain't. I don't I don't understand selectively. So yeah, it's she definitely has something going on. Her mom says she's she has bipolar disorder and she's definitely showing signs of that. So I said they did a Google search of what she looks like now. Like she's all her face is really light, like her makeup is just off. Just I'm shaking my head right now, just thinking about just how far she's falling from the total Yeah, yeah, she yeah, it's 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 bad, man. Like it, it like it really hurts my heart because, you know, she was just like like Taya said, man, like she like she was the girl, you know, like for us. You know, especially growing up, you know, in the hood, like, you know, we weren't into Kelly and, and Jesse. I mean, they were cool, but, like, Lisa was the girl, you know. Like, we, we all thought Screech was the smart one because he was the one that was going after Lisa. You know, I, I was pissed off when Zach kissed Lisa that one episode. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's supposed to be Screech woman. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, Nisha, what you got? Well, I feel a lot of different ways because... It brings up a topic of conversation about mental illness, and I mean, it's sad, and it's 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 almost it's funny how sad it is, and it's a shame that no one can get to her. I mean, I know she's an adult, but I need somebody to just take the wheel on this one and be like, Lark, you can't do this by yourself, boo boo. I mean, it's it's just it's pitiful and. Her husband looks like he is clearly taking advantage of the situation. I love when, um, I guess his name is Kevin Frazier, the guy from uh, Entertainment Tonight, was asking him, was he being aggressive with her mom? And he was looking at her and I'm like, what do you mean aggressive? <laughs> like, dude, you were aggressive or you weren't. Like, 
there's no medium in between being aggressive. Like, like you were either aggressive or you weren't. I'm like, I don't care how off you are. If you letting somebody like verbally abuse your mom, your mom wind up missing. You need to come on. Like seriously, I, I just need someone to take the wheel, and no one wants to take the wheel. And it was sad. It was funny as hell watching the interview, but it was sad. It's just to see her deteriorate right before our eyes. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. It it, it, it ultimately is ridiculous. I'd be firing everybody wherever the hell she went wrong. I just I would just look to my neighbor and like fuck you because somebody let her go. Somebody let it go. Somebody dropped the ball. I don't know who did it, but. Somebody dropped the ball, let her drop her marbles, and now we got this freak show. So, yeah, she needs to. She needs. She needs a tabernacle, like straight up. Like she needs to. She needs some of that. That Peter Popoff miracle spring water. Yeah, right. she need. She needs. Uh, she needs a counselor. She needs. She needs a little bit of everything because. Yeah, she she needs a makeup artist. You know, one of these uh these uh these uh makeup artists to the to all the Twitter honeys. Somebody needs to one of them need to go out there. Like she she needs some help. Yeah, she could like, go to the mat counter and and get it done. Just buy some of that fifty dollar studio fix and get your face done when you going somewhere. I'm like serious. It. Mm-mm. She need to get her because one of them was higher than the other. Yeah, so many wrongs. <laughs> I think I think I think Entertainment Tonight did her makeup this time because she at least looked in the shade she was supposed to be. She didn't look like she was dusted by banana powder. So, <laughs> much better, much much better. <laughs> dusted by banana powder. So what? Like 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 Jerry Lawler just threw some powder in her face or something? <laughs> <laughs> Like LeBron clapped his hands and poof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, poor, poor, uh, poor Lark Boys. All right, so let's get out of this segment before uh, Getty Green come and get us, cause you know he's a man. Yeah, he he got that life, so. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do a final break, and then we're gonna get into this. Uh, we're gonna get into some little music, you know, kind of what we're feeling now, and and we got a little little treat for y'all at the end of this. So we'll be right back. If you're thinking I'm straight, then you better think twice. Say you ain't got no cheese, then I'm Jekyll and Hyde. About to click on this bitch, cause she need to learn me. Beat her with my pistol, when I found she burned me. It's the first of the month, you can call me Sambo. I'm addicted all right, so All right, so final segment, thank you for sticking with us. Um, you know, as we kind of work out all the, the technological glitches and, and uh, it's kind of getting our, our vibe together. But we'll we'll get there. We It's been a real good podcast so far. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, last segment is, we're going to call this Pop Tones. Now, Pop Tones wasn't exactly on Elvis Presley Boulevard, but it was like really close by. Uh, yeah, it was one of those old school music stores, you know, you go into it. They had the records playing and you know tapes and you know eight tracks sometimes and I mean it was just a little bit of everything and you know back in the day um, like if you like it would be any number of musicians would go into pop tunes on Shelby Drive or oh, uh, or, or Ferrania, right. yeah Ferrania in the corner yeah Ferrania and Shelby Drive 
But, um, you know, any number of artists would go either there or one of their other locations in Memphis and, you know, do in-store appearances, you know, get your autographs and, you know, talk to people and, you know, that sort of thing. So basically what we're going to do is, uh, what we decided to do is we're going to kind of talk about a little bit about music that we're feeling right now. Uh, you know, we all love music, all, all four of us. And uh, on top of that, you know, we try to we want to try to give exposure to some artists that you may not hear about, you know, like everybody hears Drake songs on the radio or Rihanna songs or, you know, whatever. But, you know, you might not hear some of these artists on, on the radio because, you know, they're not really mainstream. But at the same time, that's the kind of music we like listening to, you know, I mean, you know, bitch better, bitch better have my money. I only last so long, you know, and then it's like, all right, what else you got? So, so anyway, so what we're going to do is we got a list that we're going to do of songs and, um, you know, songs that we pick, and it's just music that we're kind of feeling at the moment, and uh, we're going to give it to y'all, so that way y'all can listen to it, and if you like it, you give us a feedback, say, oh yeah, you know, I'm really, really feeling this, and then if you don't like it, just say, you know, what the fuck are y'all listening to, you know, so it, it is what it is, so it might be some recent stuff, you know, like some stuff that just dropped, it might be some older stuff, but we want to try to at least expose, like, some artists that really don't get a whole lot of the mainstream media attention, so... Uh, first track, uh, Bridget, what was the track that you picked out? Uh, my track was from the internet, um, and the name of the song is called For the World, um, and it's uh, featuring James Fauntleroy, um, and I'm a big James Fauntleroy fan, uh, so this is the very first track that I went to when I saw it on iTunes after I purchased it. Yes, I went and bought it buy music people support the people that you like so they can continue to buy good music I mean, create good music but anyway so um i really like this album the internet dropped on june the 30th i think and uh the name of the album is called ego trip and this is one of the many songs that i like from there but this is the song that i'm feeling the most so um check it out it's the very first track that you'll hear after this segment and I think the next track after that is Anisha song. Am I right? Yes. Okay. And I'll let Anisha go into why she chose what she chose. It's dope too. I ain't never heard it. I like well, it. Thank a you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the track that I chose was from um, Bosco's EP called Boy, and it's actually the very first song. Um, first off, the entire EP is banging. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Bosco is, Bosco is actually Brittany Bosco. She's just uh, taking Brittany off. And she is under Fool's Gold Records now. She was independent. Um, she's from Savannah, Georgia. Love her voice. She's amazing. She has worked with some of the other artists that I really love, like Tanya Morgan. And uh, the name of the song is called Gold Ghost. It, um, the EP dropped on iTunes, which I did go and purchase. I'm with Bridget, support the music, support the people, so they can continue to make great music. Um, but it dropped the first part of June. And yeah, I listened to this at least twice a week, the entire EP. So it's only six songs. You got an interlude in the mix, but it's banking so um go check that out it's on itunes and i think the next song was uh yours ted yeah so i chose uh nicolette nicolette's uh a song from nicolette's new album the album is called suido volume three and the song is called i can't pronounce it because it sounds like it's african but it's like sabobona 
But uh, the entire album is just like this long instrumental. But if you know anything about Nicolay's production, it is off the chain. I think everybody in this uh, podcast can agree we all love Nicolay because we're all foreign exchange fans. Nicolay is the other half of the foreign exchange with uh, he and uh, Fonte, aka Fonte Glove. Um, but uh, as soon as the album dropped, I went to iTunes and bought it again. Don't keep repeating this, but purchase good music, people. Uh, these people. Can't uh, can't eat if you download shit for free. So go ahead and you know support those good artists. Uh, but I bought it as soon as I heard it. And if, if you ever buy an album and it's instrumental and you can listen to it all the way through, that's an amazing album. And that's what this was. I mean, no, it's very little singing, but the beats were just amazing. It just kept kept grooving. But this particular track track I ch- chose, um, amazing instrumental. It does have vocals. Uh, but uh, I actually changed my original song. But this was more in line with what everybody else was doing. And uh, the last track is Mr. Joel Jackson. All right. Um, I picked uh, an artist, Bilal. Um, he's been around a, a long time. Um, you know, one of my favorite artists. Uh, he's actually one of the, um, it's funny, my cousin, Devin Crutcher, shout out to Devin selling the high seas. Um, you know, we, we've had conversations about about his music and, and uh, you know, uh, I, I, love, I love this guy. So, I picked uh, uh, from his latest album, In Another Life, uh, Pleasure Toy. Uh, it features Big Crit on it. Uh, it's an up-tempo. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, just kind of like summertime, kind of cruising down the street, you know, got the windows down, it's cool outside, you know, kind of, you know, going towards tonight, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of grooving, you know, maybe you riding to go, you know, kick it at the club or at the bar or just going to your homeboy, your homegirl's house or you know, going out, you know, date night, whatever. It's just one of those songs to me that you just kind of cruise and just kind of vibe to, you know. So, um, so that was kind of my my thoughts behind it and, and my pick. But you know, all four of these songs are definitely songs that are, are really, really good, and you know, we hope you guys really like it. And you know, for future for future podcasts, you know, we you know we would certainly love to you know, have different artists on talk about, you know, some of their music and some of the stuff that either they've laid down before or, or stuff that they have coming out. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, definitely if there's an artist out there that, you know, you guys like, you can definitely hit us up on Twitter. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely reach out to you and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it under advisement. Not saying we're going to pick it because, you know, not, you know, and, and please, don't spam our mentions with a bunch of mixtapes, you know. Please don't. God, I, I hate that. I hate that on Twitter. Like, as soon as you type in the word mixtape and you send a tweet to somebody, now all of a sudden you got five or six different artists talking about download my mixtape. Well, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Producer, you know, slash hairdresser. We ain't picking your shit. So, you because know, <laughs> like, it sucks. You know, we don't need no... You know, no shit that sounds like uh, like a Tecmo video game from back in the day. So, um, but anyway, so like I said, you know, if you got some, if you got some some stuff that's actually decent, you know, just reach out to us and let us know because, you know, we're we're always looking for new music to kind of just listen and vibe to. You know, not everybody want to listen to, you know, screwed and chopped and you know everything else that's that's out there now. You know, we don't need to listen to your favorite rapper trying to sing hooks too. So, but that's another discussion for another day. So. Um, so that, that's it for us. Um, you know, we got we got a lot in in a, in a little amount of time. Um, you know, we could have probably did another three or four hours on each one of these topics, but you know, we, we kind of wanted to keep it light. So, so for uh, for Ted, you can follow him at Eclectic Nineteen 
14 um, because he is a Sigma. Uh, yeah, no, there you go. Uh, for Bridget, <laughs> for Bridget at PGRS, and for Nisha at Day Supreme, I am Joel Jackson at Boomer4568. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if Bridget likes you, she'll follow you back on, on Instagram let you in our space. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. You know, we hope to see you guys and, and interact with you guys in the future. And tune in next time. Peace.
Play this way. Play this way.